Dev Party. Dev Party number 30, I think? Dev Party number something, baby. <laughs> yes, I guess so. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Dev Party. Dev Party is our other alter episode. <laughs> our other alter episode, okay? I guess I guess that's true. <laughs> it is the <laughs> Jesus. It is the episodes, the little mini episodes where we develop film and talk about developing film and kind of just shoot the shit for a half hour. Yep. And if you want to develop along with us, good luck. So, I'm Eric, and over there is Vanya. Hello. So, Vanya. Yes. How have you you been? I've been very good. Uh, Pretty busy, kind of. Yeah. A lot of things are kind of just, like, happening all at once, like things usually tend to do. Um, Okay. I am kind of big on taking naps, though, so maybe it's because I haven't been able to take as many naps as I've been used to this past year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. For the past year, you haven't been able to take any naps? No. Or I've, just lately? Just lately. Yeah, no, I 2020 see, was naps. <laughs> it was. You you napped 2020. You, you did very well with your naps in 2020. <laughs> yes. How about you, Eric? How have you been? Oh, I mean, okay. Not a lot going on. Um, just sort of developing stuff and, and shooting a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if we want to timestamp this episode, this is the the day when the president gets uh, gets uh, impeached for a second time. First time in history that we've impeached the president twice. <laughs> Yay! Be proud, America. Uh, oh, but in other in other news. Um, you have been... What are you developing? Oh, let's get to that we, before we get into all the bullshit. What are you developing? I actually am developing the first roll of hopefully many of Tasma McRat 300. Oh, <laughs> Spoiler I, alert. It's one of my favorite emulsions. <laughs> yes. I've shot Tasma McRat 300 for probably like seven or eight years now. I love this stuff. Yes. Yeah, so microfilm. Um, it was sp- supposed to be for shooting 300... Um, words of text and we got a ton of it and we've kind of been sitting on it we've had it since what oh god how long may probably i think we've yeah. had it since may yeah yeah so it's been kind of you know stored away waiting for the right opportunity and we felt that with the new year uh we should test it out and kind of see how to develop it and what to shoot it at so the first roll yeah is, I guess we'll uh, find out. Yeah, 12 ISO. <laughs> See if we got anything. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've normally shot it at 6, sometimes 3, I think. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, with old film, it all depends on how it was kept. Not not all of it, but a lot of it depends on how it was kept. Yeah. So we'll find out. Yeah, I'll start at 12, and then we'll, you know, go from there. So I'm, yeah. I'm developing it in uh, HC 110. I'm doing the okay. cancel method, so 1 plus 90 for 18 nice. minutes. And that's uh, basically I'm in. Got about eleven more minutes. I started a little earlier because you are developing color. I am. I am developing a roll of what is this? Kodak Pro Four Hundred uh, from nineteen ninety seven. Ooh. Yeah. 
I'm developing it in one of my ECN2 kits, and uh, I, I like developing color and especially expired film mm -hmm. in my ECN2 kits. It just it just seems to work out a lot better. Uh, I like the colors; they're a little more saturated, and you know, it's just easy. It's an easy thing to do. Uh, what did you shoot it at? Um, looks like I shot it at 100 ISO. Originally it was 400. And I shot it at 100, and that's probably going to be right, unless it was kept in some really awful conditions, which is possible. You just you what, never know what you're going to get. What did you shoot it in? Um, I shot it in my RB67. It was the first roll I've shot in the RB67 this year. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was just me walking around town a little bit. I've been doing a lot of Seattle photography, but it's all been large format. So taking the, uh, taking the, the medium format around a little bit was... was it was nice. You know, I had a good time. Very awesome. Yeah, I think so. So you have recently been up to a bit of uh, a bit of something different for you. I have. Yeah. Um, I've been offered to do some commercial work lately. Uh, yeah. It's been a long time since I've done, and any commercial work I've ever done has been on and that's kind of why I just don't do it anymore because I, I, I just don't feel the need to shoot digital. Um, yeah. I like photography <laughs> and I want to keep it that way. <laughs> if you know what I, I understand mean. understand that. I do. <laughs> A lot so, fewer pictures to go through as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just, I just, I really enjoy shooting film and I, I don't want to lose that. So it is, I was a little bit hesitant, but, um, these are things that I felt were kind of perfect. And um, my friend Pete, who we actually had on the show, invited me to uh, shoot a brand, which is a, you know, kind of local historic uh, surf brand. They do like trunks. And he was just like, I think this is perfect for you. Are you interested in shooting with me? Uh, you can shoot film. And I was like, uh, yes, 100%. Let's do this. So, um, I shot about like 10 rolls of film. <laughs> so That's so rad. What did you shoot? Lot. Okay, so when you're doing a commercial shoot like this, what, which camera did you go for? I shot with the RB67 and I brought the Pentax 645N also, but I ended up just mostly shooting um, the RB. You sent me one of your backs, so it was a little bit I easier did. for me to kind of um, switch back and forth. It would have been great if I had someone loading my bags for me because everything <laughs> was kind of quick and it happened to be a early morning shoot and it was fogged out at the beach, which ended up being really fun. I used, I used some, I think two rolls of Portra 400 and 160. Uh, the problem is the, the sun would come out and then literally like a minute later it would be like super dark. So it was just constantly changing. So, um, kind of working through that metering. Um, and then obviously like I was dealing with models who happened to be, uh, people I recommended. So I'm friends with them, which was great. And that was made it a little okay. bit more comfortable. Uh, but yeah, just obviously, you know, Pete's using his digital camera and I'm using my film camera. And then, uh, the difference between the two, uh, him being able to get shots, obviously a lot faster than me. Um, this was kind of a like last minute project. I didn't have much time to prepare and, um, but 
from what it looks like, they might invite me back in to do some more stuff. And I think next time um, I'll have a little bit more time and we'll have like a stylist and, and other people to kind of help out with, um, with the whole like... <laughs> The whole shoot in general, so I'm I'm excited about it. Um, it's just it's it's surf related, and um, because the brand is like 60 years old, uh, they kind of wanted to get some you know some film in there because it looks classic. Yeah, film is awesome. And well, my shots came out really great. <laughs> great. Uh, which which emulsions did you use? Oh gosh. Okay, so I did say I did. Kodak Portra, 400, two rolls of that, two rolls of 160. Um, I did Foma Pan, or it was Arista Edu, uh, 100. And I did uh, that JCH Street Pan, 400, but I shot it at two, and, or yeah, two, and it came out much better. I love it. I also shot a roll of Cinestill 50D and a roll of... Um, Crossbird. It was like one of my last rolls of Crossbird that I had. So to be honest, yeah. the the 50D was like awful. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was really there... bad. What was wrong with it? Just not enough light for the day. I think it was just a bad choice as far as um, it, like it got sunny, so I was like, okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna load this. It's gonna be great. And then it just got really dark again, and then I was stuck with it, so I ended up shooting it anyways. And it was, it's okay. I, it's just not my favorite. It's not. And then um, the Crossbird, I absolutely adore and love. And it was weird because I didn't know how it was going to perform as far as, like, skin tone. It has this, like, beautiful grain to it. It's some of my favorite pictures from the shoot are oh, with, the, nice. with the Crossbird. The Portra 400 rendered different colors in some of the shots and kind of gave it, it the retro look they were looking for without me having to do anything. Because I don't, like, really manipulate any of my photos. I just like to, like, uh, scan them in the way that they are. Mm -hmm. So those ones, uh, they just came out good. The only... Okay, so Kodak is amazing. The Portra... I mean, Portra obviously is good for, for this type of stuff. Uh, I mean, it, it is. But... If you use a scanner and you lay your negatives on a scanner bed, good luck <laughs> because Newton rings everywhere. It is absolutely insane. I don't know how to get rid of them. And it's like they wanted me to keep the borders so people knew that this was like legit film, not just like some fancy, um, you know, Photoshop like program that like puts in borders and makes it look like film. Yeah. Now you're gonna get a lot of emails saying, well, you should just use the the anti-reflecting glass or whatever it is, the framing glass. And you do, right? I do, yeah, matte side yes. and shiny side. Yes, yep. but the problem with the new Kodak film is that both sides are the shiny side. <laughs> it's really shiny and I'm wondering like this is, I mean, is this an issue? Like are people like complaining about this? Or is it just... I don't know. Me? I am. That's why I don't... I mean, <laughs> I don't use new Kodak... Well, there's, there's, this is one of the reasons why I don't use new Kodak film, yeah. is that I can't scan it without holders, and I don't scan with holders. So I just don't bother with new Kodak. Well, it it's was just not worth it for me. It was super sneaky, too, because I, I would scan the roll, and it, it looks good. As soon as you start to zoom in, I would find them in the sky, and I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh. So I ended up having to, like, 
er try to erase them, erase the Newton ring, or rescan the, the file, because I'm just like, again, I don't really feel very, I, I just want to keep it the way it is, you know? I, yeah. This is, this is what it looks like, this is what I got. And, you know, I had a couple, um, I think I pulled, I think I pulled a back off and lost like a frame without the slide in it because the slide was in my pocket. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so I got some light leaks on like two or three pictures, which ended up being kind of cool. And I kept those in there and I, I sent, I sent the file over for them to, you know, take a look. Yeah. So far I've gotten some really good feedback. I'm, I'm really interested to see which like photos they end up choosing. Um, now they've already now who's they and as we've been we, you've been saying the company and they and who who is they oh Birdwell Bridges it's Birdwell a, Bridges yeah, yeah it's a board short company so um, and so at this point uh, which is second impeachment day for those who, who aren't aware <laughs> um, you there's been one or two of your photos up already in the, in their stories right yes okay. So hopefully by the time this airs, which will be in a week or two, I hope so. Um, there'll be some stuff. Hopefully, up there. yeah, there'll be more. Yeah, I'm really excited to share some of them. Um, I'm kind of just kind of holding back a little bit. I think it's with this kind of stuff, it's always hard because once you send over your files, it's like, all right, I'm done. This is my, I'm I'm done with my part. Now it's up yeah. to them. And I think that like kind of is a little bit like ah. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe, maybe more things to come. Uh, I'm not really like relying on it as far as um, income, but yeah, but it, it, it would be helpful. Obviously um, I had decided that any sort of money that I make with my photography is going straight into my project that I hopefully will get off the ground here pretty soon. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I could like hire you to come down and help me, I would love that. Um, how much do you pay, and what do you do? <laughs> I'll pay you in food, and and I'll pay for your plane ticket. <laughs> oh, that's almost good enough. <laughs> now, if Except you want to throw in some money plane. there, we'll uh, we can talk. Oh, you've got a, a beeper going. Yeah, my development is done. So I'm just going to wash now. So I guess we got some commercial sign coming in. So why don't we go to commercial? All right. Sounds good. We'll be right back in two and two. Kenner's Betty Crocker Easy Bake Mini Wave Oven. Preheat 15 minutes, light bulb not included. Here's what you can make in an Easy Bake, an Easy Bake Mini Wave Oven. Chocolate and the yellow cake in an Easy Bake Mini Wave Oven. Pour in the mix, it's lots of fun. Bake 10 minutes till it's nice and done. You can ice the cake that you bake in an Easy Bake Mini Wave Oven. Delicious! Betty Crocker Easy Bake Mini Wave Oven with Betty Crocker Mixes from Kenner. And I'm actually fixing already. How about you? I am just about ready to fix. I had a little bit of a little bit of cat drama there in the break. <laughs> so let's let's start fixing. And so I fix for five five minutes. Mm. We'll see if we can truncate that a little bit. Ooh. Okay. 
I'm actually almost done fixing. Nice. About 30 more seconds for me. Oh, e extremely wonderful. And so what this will show us is if the the entire 1,000 feet of film that we bought <laughs> is viable yeah. and is actual real, can get real pictures on it. You may not, you your role right now that you that you shot may not be the right ISO or exactly the, dialed in correctly as far as development goes. Though you're pretty sure, certain about mm -hmm. the development. But it will tell us if you get anything at all. And if at some point in the near-ish near future, you folks out there listening will have a chance to buy this really fun old film from, I think, the 80s, probably. Yeah. Uh, it's green. The film is green. Uh, our, our, the Slow Meow was yellow, wasn't it? Yeah, so Slow Meow, meow was Tasma 200. This is Tasma 300. 300, yeah, but they do give very different looks. I got, like, the Slow Meow was a little softer with a lot, but there, there was some heavy contrast in it, but this is very silvery mm -hmm. especially if you're shooting something in sunlight it'll it'll get pretty contrasty but there'll be a lot of silverish feel to it and some some glow to it yeah i really really like this emulsion i wish they i mean they never did and they never would make it in four by five or 120 or something oh wow it's just wonderful yeah so this is 35 millimeter yes i shot it in marley's camera <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the canon ae1 because it was okay. available <laughs> I was like, all right, well, looks like I'm using hers. And this is the camera that um, she used for the uh, recent dev party with her her E6 slides. Yeah, that's right. That was nice and fun. <laughs> that was nice and fun. It, it was. was nice and fun. I haven't been able to get her to be my assistant in developing, though, just to let you guys know. Well, next time, maybe. Possibly. Well, she's in school right now, in her room. True. So I have got about two and a half minutes left on the fixing. Uh, and with the ECN2 kits, you use whatever fixer you normally use for black and white film, which is mm -hmm. super easy. You've already got this. So there's no reason to spend extra money on a product that you don't need. Same goes for if you're shooting ECN2 film, like the, the, the film with the Remjet on it. To remove the Remjet, you don't need to buy some kind of product to do that. You have baking soda, you've got warm water, and you've got hands. So <laughs> that's all you need. And honestly, you barely need baking soda to do this. Yeah, some people would say you don't. Yes, uh, Michael Rosso <laughs> is big on the you don't need baking soda. And he's right. He's, he's absolutely right. Baking soda certainly helps, though. Yeah, if you have it available, why not? Yeah, yeah. I use two tablespoons of baking soda per roll, but then you do have to really, really wash the film after you use the baking soda because that will change the pH of the developer, which means it's not developer anymore. Ah, uh, yes, that makes sense. So is it the moment of truth for you over there? It is. All right, here we go, waiting with anticipation. Well, I do have images. They are oh. very faint. Okay. Looks like maybe, maybe a little bit of fogging. Okay. Which is weird. Well, it's possible. You know, old film, you'll have some fogging. 
I do see some stuff. There's some foggings on the edges, just a just a little bit. But okay. yeah, it looks like there's a definitely some stuff going on here. Um, I think I probably should have shot it at from what it looks like. Maybe shooting it at three. <laughs> oh really? Okay, that, that happens. Yeah, and maybe like a super low ISO film. The first again, the first uh, try at 12 um and so now i think i just need to kind of well scan these in and and then decide what what needs to be done yeah but yeah that's, i mean there's pictures it's not black so that's good <laughs> that is great that is really great yes uh it was uh you know when you're buying film by the thousand foot roll it's not cheap it's not you know you get some good deals on it so it's not like ridiculously expensive mm -hmm. but it's not cheap either yeah and so I am doing washing right now. Nice. And the, the water I'm using is really fucking hot. It's burning my hands. <laughs> I, I sh I'm using way too hot of water to wash this. Totally not necessary. I don't think it'll do any damage. Um, this was a roll of color that I really didn't care about. And so I didn't take all that much care with it. Okay. Um, and I'm kind of just like trying to stretch like ECN2, seeing like how, how touchy, how touchy is this? Especially with, with doing old film where you're not expecting color matching, you know? You're not expecting to match it to some kind of color chart. And so, we will find out. So is that our title for Dev Party? Not expecting much. <laughs> not expecting much. Don't expect much. That's always a good policy in life, isn't it? I guess so. I would, th I would think so. If you... So. Yeah. If you don't expect good things, <laughs> you won't be disappointed by the bad and you'll always be happy with the good. Sure. And since realistically speaking, you have on average half as much good, well, you have about, about the same amount of good as bad, you'll be incredibly happy most of the time, right? That's how math works, right? <laughs> Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I guess it, I call it what, defensive pessimism? Yeah. It just works, man. It just works. <laughs> oh, boy. Expect to be disappointed, so that when you're disappointed, you're not unhappy. <laughs> and you're, you're just disappointed. And then when something good happens, you're, fat, you're, you're happy, and it's really fucking great. It's like, these, this, these photos here, I don't expect them to come out at all. I expect to see nothing. And that's probably a good policy to have with, with a film from 1997 that you're developing very sloppily <laughs> in ECN2. Um, just sort of like, eh, we'll see. I'm doing a final rinse now and I'm gonna get some photo flow. So I've been keeping photo flow in the bathroom next to all the soap. Nice. Yeah. I don't know, uh, I don't really know why. Uh, I just, I put everything else away except for the photo flow. I don't know if I'm making a statement or proving a point or if I'm lazy. I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. But, all right. Let's pull the negatives and, hey, it looks like I got, I got some different colored squares on this long strip of plastic. <laughs> okay, these are from Seattle. Fun. Um, it looks like I got some good shots. Oh, that's good. Um, why don't we, since we're doing the test film and we're doing this bullshit roll of color, why don't we uh, check in with the futures and see what they think about 
whatever they're doing. Okay, well, welcome to the future. Yes, ooh, this is the future. I have a jetpack. <laughs> so I think we should probably start with yours, since it's better news than mine. <laughs> yeah, let's start with mine. Um, I was doing Kodak Pro 400, which okay. is, I don't know what that what that became, if it became like their Provia or, or what. I'm not really sure, or maybe their Ektar. I don't know. I don't think it was their Ektar. But it's a very... It's a very normal looking film. I mean, I developed this in ECN2 and the colors look pretty normal and boring in a way. I don't think I would shoot this and I don't know, maybe I would do something a little differently, something, maybe shoot it in different light or shoot it in, uh, I don't know, but there was an issue and there's an overriding issue with all of this. And that is something I did during the development that I did not say during the recording. It's that instead of adding fixer at the end, uh, like you're supposed to, I accidentally added E6 Blix. I don't know why I did that. I know better, but actually part of it is that all my bottles look the same and that's going to be- I was going to say that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to change that. That's going to be changed now. So- uh, because of that, it looks like I souped it a little bit. I have like burn marks from, I, I don't know exactly what happened. I'm not sure why that would happen, but it did, it did happen. And so my pictures are quote unquote ruined and that's okay. These are just a, a role that I took walking around town specifically for a dev party to have something to develop. And that's okay. We do that sometimes, but that said, no, these are really fun. And as far as the colors being normal, I disagree. I think the reds and yellows, like, really really pop yeah that's a ecn2 thing and okay <laughs> so that's, i guess it's normal for ecn2 your reds and yellows are going to pop and i think everything else is pretty pretty normal and that's okay uh yeah i would yeah, just i mean it looks like different. you souped it it looks like you're you know younger and doing fancy things i am doing fancy soup and things i'm going to share a few of the photos on uh the show notes but there's, there's a couple that i like and these are taken around town with the camera and walking around. I think I was even talking to you at the time. So mm, there we go. There's one or two that I really like. And how about you? What what's what have you got? You you were doing the Tasmicrat 300 that we were really really hoping to share with the rest of you. <laughs> How's that yeah. going? Well, uh, this was the first role that I shot with yeah so this is a fresh batch of it Mm -hmm. and it came out like really really bad it looks like someone opened the can it is riddled with light leaks yeah the it is riddled with weird exposure marks um weird marks coming from the sprockets like weird strange shadows coming from the sprockets and unless i somehow forgot that I opened up my camera and pulled the film out and then rolled it back up and then shot with it. Like there's no possible way um, yeah. this is usable. <laughs> this is some weird stuff and it's, it's unfortunate. It does look like somebody got the can, took the film out of it, took the film out of the bag and then held it up to the light and maybe like, you know, check the, the front side and the back side to it and then put it back and put it away. It's possible. It went through customs. Uh, anything is possible. So, and it was held up in customs for maybe uh, two months, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. 
who knows? It's a bummer because you know a thousand foot rolls of of a film they're not cheap. But yeah, and there is a possibility that this is just the outer layer, and maybe when we get closer into the middle, <laughs> yes. I still have a few rolls um, of it, so I pr- I will probably shoot them uh, just for the hell of it, just to see if I get anything different. And I have a roll or two from a little bit after yours. So mm-hmm. I'm going to test that. And then if I have to, I'll just take something from the core and then, and then yeah, like the very, very inner of the, of the roll. So that might be different and we'll see. So maybe yes. we'll have some to sell. Maybe we won't. It's looking like where we won't. And that's a bummer, yeah. but it is a bummer. Yeah. It's so strange. It just, it's so grainy. It's, everything that I wasn't expecting no. for, from Tasma. And when I pulled it out during development, I was like, what the heck? Yeah. You almost you get, anything here. You get almost no grain with Tasma Micrat 300. So this looks awful. It's bad. It's a bummer. And that's film photography, right? That's what we do. We, yep. Try out Take old the film. <laughs> it's a big risk, and sometimes there's just no payback, and that's okay. It's not okay, yep. but it's you know it's all right. <laughs> this isn't the end of the world. <laughs> I mean, anytime that you purchase expired film or put expired film in your camera, you just or, or just putting film in an old camera in general, things yeah. can happen. Things can you're happen. taking the risk. Yep, and we took the risk, and it looks like and we it probably still pay. will again. <laughs> and we will, yeah, we, we will probably do this again. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's that. We should uh, wrap it up here and hand it back to the past. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Well, well I'll see you back in the future again at some see, point, I'm see, sure. I'm sure we'll be around. <laughs> and thank you, future Eric and Vanya. Your information was um, informative. Yes, very. We kind of make fun of future Eric and Vanya sometimes. You think they get upset? I don't think so. Well, I guess that about does it for this episode of Dev Party. Yeah, everybody, just take it easy. Shoot and film when you can, develop, and uh, pessimistically stay positive. <laughs> I don't know if that is even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.